0: Sweetest and any song. by MW, we ain't talking about cars. Millennials versus the world, that's the pod. Mike threw it up, off of the line. And you better tune in, cause you know that we lied. Millennials versus
1: the world is a ride. Born to win and I win in that life. What's your opinion, no wrong and no right. So get out yeah. our way, they're our way. Yeah. But we do not care as long as you say.
0: Millennials versus the world, okay. millennials versus the world,
1: millennials versus the world, millennials versus the world. What up, what up, man? It's the Millennials versus the world podcast, the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. So, you know, it's your boy K-Dot Mims, man. Mike holding it down right now somewhere else, but, you know, he always here in spirit. So, man, I got a dope, dope, dope fellow millennial. She be doing her damn thing, bringing the vibes, bringing the heat in this podcast game, Miss Lanise Winnie. What up with you?
0: I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I feel some kind of way because I. It's just it was a party. Y'all be having parties, and then when I get here, I don't nobody want to show up. I was yeah. like, I feel some kind of way. Let him know. I feel. Some kind
1: of way. I, you know what? I got you. I got you. I'm not gonna lie. We do be having parties and all that. But hey look, he 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 been really in a family game right now so I can I can't even be mad at her. You feel me? I kid, I kid. I, know, I understand
0: sure. the family. He has 3 girls and yeah. I have 3 daughters, so I I can respect that.
1: That's a fact. God bless y'all. I got one son and that's enough for me. So I'm I, God bless y'all. How is that? How's being a new dad? Uh so it's been super dope, honestly. And but he's just getting to the point where he like he's on a schedule. Like now he here with me but I already done put him away to sleep. I know he good. You know what I'm saying? It's been good though. It was a, the the pandemic and him was a lot at once, but then now that he's like, he's, he just turned 14 months. He's not in a, he's in a schedule and he's busy, but it's kind of like, it's a groove now. Like, it's not too much. I done figured it out at first. Now the first six months. Oh my God. I'm like, dude, there's no way I can keep doing this. And then uh, just as daycare came around, pandemic started to calm down a little bit. Uh, You know, it came around. It's been good, though. Speaking of, what's your thoughts on that? Where the pandemic at, where it started, where we at? What's your thoughts on all that? I'm hoping that it ends soon, um, but
0: I don't know if it will. I'm not sure if it will. It seems like now we have a supply chain issue Mm -hmm. and all of these people that don't want to get vaccinated. I'm like, at this point, aren't y'all tired? I'm like, I want to go outside. Don't y'all fucking want to go outside? It's been... Far too long,
1: yeah.
0: and I don't know why we still we we're still doing this. And we are for some reason we have the most one of the countries that have the most money in the world, and we cannot get this shit under control.
1: So I'm gonna go here with it, and this is an unpopular opinion. It's like the first two three minutes. At this point, though, we're not quarantining people, unvaccinated, vaccinated. I'm not even gonna go there with it. We're not safe. Either. We're we're open, but not open right now. So I don't understand only thing we can do right now in my opinion especially schools being back open stores are open full throttle i'm not saying i will go everywhere but like where's the protection now to me where where are we really protected at? because we back at work most people uh you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying where's the real protection at for for you now like
0: you just you gotta take a risk it's like you know going into a brothel you know you there's a chance you could get a virus (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) you We're trying to do you, yeah. you gotta
1: do what you gotta do
0: for sure you don't want to lose your job over the, the bullshit yeah but, but
1: you'll lose your marriage going in a brothel though
0: that that is very true you, you're gonna <laughs> well that's only if you get caught that's so a fact you don't if you don't get caught you don't get the virus
1: that's a fact 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 yeah for sure. but so uh, but before we dig into deep, kind of tell us how you got started in the podcast and how how we how the uh, lanice winning we know now came to be in the podcast game Give us that game real quick. I don't know, Lanise, but I can tell you about Lise. Lise, I'm sorry. Um, Oh, no, you're cool. cool. I've
0: been called a lot of things. (laughs) So (laughs) as long as you don't call me out my name, well, even that, I don't know. It depends on the moment in the day. But Uh, we'll just move past that. I got started in the podcast game pretty much by, like everybody else, by accident. I started, like... Mm -hmm what th- over three years ago now mm-hmm. and it started because i was an executive director of a non organization and we saw this oh. podcast game was taking off and this was mm-hmm. something i always wanted to do i mm-hmm. always wanted to be in mass calm i just was too afraid okay and so this was the easy way to do it and so from there that podcast turned into something mm-hmm. and then i wanted to do more because that gets redundant talking about the same when I tell you, you can only talk about so much in employment, and it becomes like, okay, I feel like I talked about this already, so then I started doing my own podcast outside of that, and then that's
1: where we, we came. Yeah. So do you believe that podcast curve you be seeing? like how, You know that little curve that be like, day one through 90, everybody up, then you flatline, and then it's quicker? Do you believe that whole, like, no. you gotta stay consistent no matter what, or you think your content actually gotta be dope? We can, we can, un- we can unlock some of these podcast mysteries real quick, you feel me? what do you think
0: about that i'm gonna give you the worst answer i could possibly give you but it it depends i think you do need to have dope you do need to have dope ass content okay so your content's got to be dope but people have to you have to have some consistency people can't be like you're gonna put out one episode and then they don't hear from you for a year later like you can't you can't have that but i do believe that if you are really good like some of these celebrities like somebody like a dave Chappelle, he could he has a podcast now but if he did one podcast every four months people would still listen to it so it really just depends on who you are and how great your content is Uh to be totally on there's no right way to podcast there's a wrong way but there's no right way
1: what's the wrong way i don't i don't agree with that what's the wrong way the way that don't work if it don't work then it's wrong <laughs> yo but the thing i realized though the thing i realized even 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 with millennials where you go, you know you think you want the platform this way that some people tell you quality sound quality doesn't matter that some people tell you uh do only audio some people tell you do video whatever the case may be but i don't think you can go i think it's more about knowing who you are talking to if mm-hmm. you don't know who you're talking to the content can be if you to be honest if you know who you're talking to and they rock with you and you're authentic enough where they understand who you are. And when mm-hmm. I say iffy, I don't mean bad, I just mean it doesn't have to be so. Sometimes I feel like people be over low key, you know, what I'm saying to like pull people in and I get it. But I think authenticity in a target audience will take you way further than dramatic and reaching. Or am I tripping?
0: No, you're, you're right. Click. But people love clickbait. People love drama that's why you got love and hip hop the real housewives of you know the crack house or whatever you got like it's just Mm -hmm. you have all of that because that's what people want Mm -hmm. they want to have the drama but i think with podcasting you're right you do need to know who your target audience is Mm -hmm. because you can have some dope ass content but if you can't get it out there to the right people it's not gonna matter no one's gonna consume it so You, you do need to know your target audience and that comes with research most people don't research shit they just say oh look this is free i'm gonna pick this up i'm start talking like that's how it works and people just stumble through it but if you actually do some research say okay is this market really saturated because mm-hmm. i can guarantee you if somebody said i'm about the people gonna come after me now so get I'm, I'm, get this is what i do get them if you don't know me now millennials you, you, know, know, from you millennials know you know you know i world, do
1: that's why i want you to go get them
0: I'm, I'm controversial as fuck but not on purpose like it just kind of happens <laughs> but black people okay. typically we have three types of content mm-hmm. we talk about sex
1: mm-hmm. we
0: talk about music yeah. and then we talk about entertainment yep That's like it. Now, there are other people outside of that bubble. There's a few, Mm -hmm. but mostly it's in that bubble. So if you're only making content specifically for and I'm nothing wrong. I love my melanin. I love my black people. But if Mm -hmm. Matthew Knowles told me this, if you are only making content.
1: Yeah, that was a dope fest, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. If
0: you're only making content for black people, you're you're limiting your audience, Mm -hmm. especially since now you have all these other black content creators who are saying that I'm only making this content for black people. You have now limited your audience, basically talking about the same things. So sure. you do have to expand and know that yes, your audience might be black, but what segment of that black audience are you trying
1: to reach? For sure, for sure,
0: for sure.
1: So unpopular opinion to your unpopular opinion. I don't think, I, I agree with you first and foremost, I agree with you. I think there's a certain level of diversity you gotta have in, in what you talk about, how you talk about it, and who you reach, right? But my thing is this, I think, like not subconsciously, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like no matter which way you flip it, when when they see that mel- when they hear that melanin voice and they hear that black voice or they see that black face, it puts you in a box that you try to get that out is of true. even if you didn't start with that box. You feel me? Because it's yeah. like, like even, even like with some of our episodes, some of the deepest conversations that's really needed to be had could help anyone. But I know for a fact. When you see our intro and you hear the rap, because at, at the very end of the day, our podcast isn't just specifically for black people, but I can't take my, I can't take me out of it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. But hear my unpopular opinion to your unpopular opinion. Let's get so, it. So I'm a sidebar to a sidebar.
0: Let's get it. <laughs> so yes, you're right. Society already genretizes black stuff. actually. Anytime you see a black person, a black a movie with all black actors is not just a drama, it's a black drama. For sure. It's a black comedy. But if you go out there and you specifically say, which I've seen in people's description, Mm -hmm. this is made for black people. This is for black culture. You're automatically gonna limit your audience. Now, like you said, for yours, when they hear your intro, is your intro for specifically for black people, or is it people who like like urban rap culture Agreed. so a white person who likes that culture might listen to that when they hear that so Agreed. it's or a, a indian guy or whomever that listens yeah. to it so it's not necessarily that that's who you are reaching right now yeah. that's just your bubble because right now podcast a word of mouth so it's oh, I heard this podcast and it's going to start off with your friends who probably sure. mostly are black and then it goes outside of that bubble and then it goes outside of that bubble. Now, we're mm-hmm. not trying to sit at anybody else's table. So before y'all start that bullshit of we, we don't need to sit, we going to build our own tape. I'm not saying that we need to sit at anybody else's table, but if we talking about money and podcasting needs to it. eventually earn money, sure. you do need to know who your audience is. And just saying I'm reaching black people is not enough because we're not a monolith. The same thing you like is not the same thing I like, and you For need sure. to know of that audience who are you trying to reach if you are saying I'm not trying to go outside this black audience? That's all I'm saying. So, Love we, black
1: people, now I got now we, you know, what I'm saying I know we got the whole agenda, but F that right now. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is, what how did you get there though? Because it took me, I've been in the game about going on three years. It took me the first year and a half to realize like, damn, I do got to read a book. I do got to send out some email. I do got to attend this car. When, how did you get to where you at now? Because when I had that conversation with other creatives, they think I'm tripping. Like if I'm like, yo, like email marketing, <laughs> how you market that, uh, getting in rooms where people like, you know what I'm saying? Getting in different places that may not specifically affect your podcast, but affect the bigger view of things. They think mm-hmm. I'm crazy because I'm talking about a podcast, but the way it works. I've seen it work elsewhere in crazy ways. Very, right. very, very direct niches. That's like, you know what? We're going to sit right here and we're going to do it this way. So, but how did you get to that point where you at now? As far as like, knowing, understanding how to monetize it, understanding that you can't just limit yourself to what you look like or the culture you're from. How'd you get to that point? Because it took me a minute and I'll my because, story after yours.
0: Because I was told no a lot. Got you. And because I grew up in a place where everything in my life was a no. Like, I I know everybody got a crazy-ass story. Everybody got a crazy-ass family. But when you were as, like, brought poor, like, not just I don't have nothing, but, like, poor, poor, For sure. and you were expected to follow in the footsteps of your welfare recipient mother, and you know, it, it just you start hearing no, and it's like, I ah, know if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna fucking do this. And then when you get into the business world, and here's the thing that I've talked to a lot of great podcasters like Travis Brown, who has he does this full time, he's been able to monetize this. Uh, you know, Anna, who's the uh, owner of uh, Podhouse Media, who's also be able to do this full time. It's a business. A lot yep. of podcasters don't look at this as a business sure. and they don't have the business mindset. So I've also run a couple businesses. I've ran a couple in the ground and then I've also <laughs> run a couple businesses. You yeah. got that mindset because you are a business owner and you for understand sure. that it's more than just sitting here on a mic, a podcast in order for it to work and not just be a hobby. is a business like i'm pretty sure yours is is an llc you you have your stuff straight a lot of people don't and it's just like i'm just on here in the mic and somebody's gonna hear me and i'm gonna be on with oprah and i'm like that's not (laughs) well for some is it possible Mm -hmm. yes is it probable no so running a business and being told no is really how i was eventually able to figure out okay you got to put some structure behind this for sure. because mine started off with structure.
1: Cause it started off through a nonprofit. So yeah. I didn't know any other way for sure. See, I'm, I'm going to tell you two things. I messed up on but my personality is more jump out there and then figure it out. Like jump out there. Me, th- I'm not gonna lie, me too. Yeah. Me too- but it worked against me at the beginning. I see, I had people in my ear that was down the road business wise. And I was just starter kit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, you'll figure it out. You'll do it. So I started, if you go to my first episode, it's still posted right now. It's off my phone, terrible quality. And then when I hear it now, I'm like, why would you let me do that? You know what I'm saying? And then like my first 15 episodes, uh, and this is all just, Hey man, just get out there and talk. Just do your thing. You'll be okay. I'm not thinking about nothing. We talking about, right? Like, you know, the business, I'm not thinking about none of that. So boom, we jump off and I'm like, here we go. Here we go. We, let's back up 15 episodes, so each week we could drop 15 episodes. When those 15 were done, I was looking in the mirror like, "Oh shit, what I'm gonna do now?" Because the first 15 I did before I dropped them, and I'm sitting here enjoying watching it. You know, see, you get you get 50 plays your first episode. You you feeling yourself? You like mm-hmm. yo? So that happened, and then um uh, it was crazy. My wife was like, "Where are you going with this?" And I'm just like, "Damn, oh no!" Because I got you know I got a, a clothing brand as well, so. She was like, you doing all this here with all this, all these systems, and now you just having fun running your mouth. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, damn, that's harsh. You feel me? But I took, I took one month and put systems in place. And I actually like reached out to people about like uh, how to get sponsors, how to, how to actually how to actually present your podcast as a platform that could help others as far as ad space. And it changed the game. It changed the whole game. And I'm gonna be real. Up to this day, I've still gotten way more no's and yeses, but I I understand how to how to move maneuver. I understand what's a good sponsorship. I understand what's a bad one. I understand what's a good partnership what's not, but um, it is. I started bad with that, just talking on the mic, and it it didn't go so well. It didn't go so well.
0: When I say I started with a business. So when I started my own same thing with mine, you can go back and look at them. If you can find them on Facebook, I give you a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> they were awful. They yeah. were terrible. Yeah. All of them were like kind of off the dome. I just was doing it on my phone through Anchor. It was not great. for sure. And so eventually I realized, OK, yeah, people are listening. But if you really want to grow this, you're going to have to do more. Yeah. And so that's what happened. Like you start to realize, yeah, this is a business. This your name is out here. This mm-hmm. you got your name on this. You don't so, want people to see this and be like, "Oh, I, so. I don't want nothing. No parts of that girl." You want to make sure that it's legitimate. Anytime you put your face on anything, it's your brand. Especially with stuff on social media, it doesn't go away like I said, them horrible episodes. <laughs> of me holding my mic i was it was like it was up here like i ain't have 50 mics like expensive ass mics like you do in the back like i was holding my blue yeti (laughs) with my hand
1: it was terrible it was absolutely terrible so hey since we're here what you think about the state of the podcast game right now what's the state of the podcast game right now what's your thought where is it at and what's your thoughts i think
0: it's still in an expansion phase okay i think people are still figuring it out Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. I think more people should be able to utilize the platform. And some people like, well, it's too many voices. Eventually, and this is what I was told, those people that aren't serious about it are going to fade away. They usually end up taking and putting the mic down. They don't do any more episodes because it's frustrating when you're putting all this effort in there and no one is listening to it. So I think we're in a good space. And then when I was watching the Red Table talk earlier about All of the missing, because one of the things like missing black boys don't get any media attention at all. And one of the benefits about having all these platforms is now everybody can't make the nightly news. For sure. But if you have all these different platforms and these different localized regions, we can start to utilize these platforms in a better way. And it can truly help. So I think everybody should have a voice. I think celebrities. Sometimes it baffles me about celebrities. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but it baffles me because I'm like, you won the Today Show. Why the fuck do you need? Thank I'm you. so confused. Thank you. Attention,
1: attention, <laughs> attention, attention, attention.
0: Do you like the, like, or do you feel some kind of way when you see like a big time celebrity get into podcasting or is it sort of like, eh?
1: Uh, I, there's a few I follow. Like, okay. I really, you know what I'm saying? I really like I Am Athlete. Uh, It's a couple. I like that you, too. I, I like the ones that actually have substance behind them, not the ones okay. that's like, like for instance, I'm a I enjoy Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, not I because, do too. yeah, but 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 the thing, like his growth as a person is so intriguing, the way he breaks down life to people. So I think I'm more intrigued by him the person than his podcast per se, and that's no disrespect to Hot Boxing, but me, I I'm I don't get mad. I just needed to make sense behind it. You Know what I'm saying? Like, okay, some, some I don't listen to a lot of the big big ones, and the reason being is back like to Joe, the platform. Say again, you don't listen to Joe Button? Or- oh, yeah, I, I listen to Joe but i Okay, I don't know if you consider a Breakfast Club a podcast, but I gotta listen to the Breakfast Club. Joe Button, they be uh, trying it if that's really a radio show, like, it is. But, <laughs> y'all be trying it? it, but I listen to the interview, so I would stick with that radio show. Or that I don't listen to Brilliant Idiots, I listen to uh, you know, Rory Amal now, I Am Athlete um i like all the smoke um those ones that that. say again can't deal with that why not
0: i i just i don't like that show like it's just something about it that is sort of like i could do without this
1: like so (laughs) basketball is my favorite sport so i'd be really intrigued by the people that come up there but no i don't don't think i get salty i think i it took me a long time to realize that they have major platforms because of their name before podcaster right true I think that a lot of podcasters got to understand your plan. And I'm not saying it can't grow to that, that stature, but you got to understand where you're trying to get your platform to be. Like if you were, if your goal is to get, let's say a thousand listeners consistently, what they do and their name is not going to fit what you're trying to do to get a thousand listeners consistently. Right. You feel me? So I don't, I wouldn't say, mad. I just don't feel like what I'm trying to do. I'm competing with them. I think a lot of people look at them like, Oh damn, it ain't no reason. They got that, but honestly, some of them joints lack substance and I don't really rock with them when they when they do.
0: That is true. And I, I think that they do have an advantage, a built in advantage, Yes, but that's sort of what podcast, like you have to try to be able to build up your own audience, and but it doesn't hurt to try to do it that way first. Like, you know, on mm-hmm. social media, drum up attention and mm-hmm. then build a podcast as opposed For to sure. a podcast and then try to get people. Because that's like when I saw a lot of people saying, I'm going to get on OnlyFans. I was like, it's OnlyFans. Don't you need fans to get one? Yeah. On?
1: That pandemic drove them crazy. But that pandemic made them do anything.
0: I thought about it. Like, if I <laughs> didn't eat as many
1: people. Hey, hey I ain't bad there. Hey, creatives is creatives now. Go get it.
0: When I saw how much no, when you saw the money that some of them crazy. was making, I was, was like, crazy. you're making like $50,000, $100,000 a month.
1: But were those people average Joes, or were those the celebrities doing the same thing that really ain't have the money we thought they had? That is true.
0: Because a lot of them was like bad baby. When she turned 18, she was she made like 100000 dollars in her first month. You see what I'm
1: saying? Like, like you That's know what true. you know what OnlyFans exposed? It exposed celebrities that we thought had a whole bunch of money, but they really didn't because they ran to that OnlyFans bag. That's what you think OnlyFans really was did.
0: lying this whole time.
1: Say that one more time,
0: Tiger. Come he was lying.
1: Now. Come on, it's Tiger. Come on now. Come on now. It's Tiger. Do you think, do you, hey, name somebody out of cash money that still got paid besides Drake. Name somebody out of cash money that ain't dealing with money problems right now besides Drake, Nikki, and, and Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, come on now. He was even stopped. Look, he was. I'm
0: even sure stopped. Gutter Gutter got something. Come he probably on, got man. a McDonald's or something. Like he
1: owns something. Yeah, all right. He Yeah. He's <laughs> His, clo- his clothes <laughs> but but yeah i you know what i'm saying uh yeah i i'm you know I me mean? i'm not i'm not going i ain't gonna knock nobody but that only fans expose them jokes i need when amber rose got up there and made all that money come on now
0: that is true that is true but
1: i think amber amber sent
0: on some money i think amber had some money i think she just saw an opportunity oh, here
1: we go. i think some of them are opportunists i'm gonna argue that one down but okay you art with with amber you don't think amber got no money I think Amber Rose got money. I'm thinking there's a certain amount of bread that you have that will not make okay. you go to OnlyFans.
0: That is true. Beyonce not
1: getting no on OnlyFans. Thank you. Let's you not even not... go Beyonce with it. Name uh Kelly Rowland. Uh, That's uh let's true. let's name somebody. name somebody like BC list. You ain't even see all the love and hip hop. Brandy you know? ain't
0: going, yeah. Brandy not getting on. Come on, on now. That, Come on right? now. It's only you a right? certain level of you bread. Right?
1: You right? You, you right. Know what I mean? Come on, come on. I'm and not gonna once... argue with you guys. <laughs> yeah, you feel me, you feel me. But speaking on celebrities and stuff, Dave Chappelle, the closer, I yes. want to get into this. I, I you know what? When I watched it, I was like, Oh, yes, it's gonna be Thursday when I rap about this. Because <laughs> it was crazy. Because when I came on on the show with you the first time, Dave Chappelle had just let out a special. I can't remember which one it was. Sticks and stone. Yep, and we rapped about that one. When I watched this one, I was. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Cause I got an opinion. I'm, about I'm
0: perplexed. I would like to see what your thoughts are on this
1: matter before I piss people off again. Okay. All right. First and foremost, I had a hard time laughing at some stuff. Cause it was true. First and foremost, I'm like, <laughs> damn, like he just telling the truth. Because I think this, you, I think what he was getting at is a very specific thing. You okay. cannot, one of the biggest messages, not the biggest, but one of the biggest messages when you start talking about the black community, you know, the LGBTQ community, all those different things, a lot of people try to separate within different communities. It's like, they can't be separated over here and not see race. Like you can't, once you're in that community, race is removed and that's simply not true. And I think what he really attacked that was well to me was showing you that, hey, look, you you could be all you wanna be, but as long as you this right here, you still gonna be what, what they see you as. And I think that Dave Chappelle did an amazing job of breaking down how hip hop culture works, mm-hmm. how cancel culture works amongst. See, if you if you act the hands of a of, of, of if you say something about a black person, cancel culture don't really matter like that. But when you start doing something to other you know communities and cultures, cancel culture come in heavy with that. But all in all, my biggest thing is I think he told the truth. Why is the closer? He ain't coming back on. And when Netflix backed them up, they knew what they were getting into. Come on now. That that's my opinion.
0: Okay. I'm a I'm a full disclosure. I am a stand-up fan. Okay. I love stand-up. Dave is in my top five.
1: Okay, so top five.
0: So my, my favorite comedian of, of all time is Chris Rock, hands okay. down. Then you're probably gonna have Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. You're going to have D.L. Hughley. Okay. Bernie. I'll probably put Bernie in there and Patrice O'Neill. Don't pass top five. So the reason why I said that is because as a comedy fan, I don't think this was his funniest special. Me neither. But at the same time, I don't think it was meant to be. I think he he had a point to prove and he wanted to, he went in there with a mission and that's exactly what he did. But if we are being honest, his last couple of specials weren't that funny. Sure. Now I'm not gonna go the route of phase on love and say Dave Chappelle is not funny. Cause like, remember he was on the breakfast club and he was like, name yeah. a Dave Chappelle joke off the top of your head, which I can, like I'm a date. I love Dave. So yeah. I can, but I know some people <laughs> So people can't like, this yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna be
1: I I'm got you, be I got you.
0: But I think this wasn't the funniest special. So that I'm gonna put that out. It wasn't that funny to me. Mm-hmm. I cringed a little bit. Like my butthole got tight too. When I was listening <laughs> to it. it was like, Ooh, yeah. mm, baby, mm, that's not good Yeah. when I heard it. But I think Dave Chappelle, because he's so smart that sometimes mm-hmm. it can backfire because you got two segments of society. Well, technically three, the people who got it, which is a very small subset, the people mm-hmm. who think they got it, but they think that he hates gay people. So it helped validate their dislike of gay people and LGBTQ plus community. For sure. And then you got the LGBTQ plus community that didn't like it. For sure. So you have those three segments of society that yeah. watch this. And I think for Dave, the scary part was, is that there were too many people that thought that he doesn't like gay people
1: yeah and
0: they ran with it
1: because sure. if you
0: go back in on like the shade room and you read it it's like see superman because now superman's son is gonna have a show and he's gonna be gay <sighs> see this is the agenda boosie talking about dave this is what dave was talking about and i was like no it's not like not you missed the whole whole special the whole purpose of it For which sure. was that it you don't have to understand it Nope. It's for that person to be able to live their life. For sure. Allow people to live their life. That's the same thing. He wasn't sub- he he was not supporting the baby. That's why he he did that in that way. Yeah. He don't give a fuck about the baby. At all. At, at all. He will he will never talk about the baby again. Like he he really does not care. And I think that was the part that kind of made me like, Dave, you know everybody not smart like you. Like, yeah. come on now, Dave. Like, you gotta be a little bit more careful. And I think Netflix sees dollar signs. He has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think a lot of people dislike the LGBTQ community that much that they will just like it because he said what they want to say out loud and they can't, mm-hmm. they they don't agree with his message but they just couldn't say it out loud. Dave was their talking piece and now they can feel happy and justified in their feelings. And like I said, I talked with um also one of my earlier episodes well, not that early, it was probably season three. I talked to a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation and she told me almost the exact same thing his friend told him because I, I I was very, I'm not going to say I was disrespectful in a way, but I think I- ignorant.
1: Yeah. Like sure. in
0: asking the questions like, how did you know you were trans? Like what, what made you know that you were trans and not gay? And then I was For asking sure. all these questions and she stopped me and she said, I, I don't understand it. So I can't oh, explain wow. you how to understand it, but you just need to know that you don't need to understand it. For sure. I just want you to respect me. Yeah. That was all, that, and that's all she needed to say. And at that moment I was like, you know what? Really doesn't fucking matter. Like if if you want me to call you, they fuck it, you they, she, he, whatever you want me to call you, you just having a human experience like me. And that's all I can say. So, I know a lot of people don't agree with that method or with that stance, but I feel like Dave had a bigger, I don't know how to put this in, in the best wording, but I, Dave has a bigger responsibility to not explain and apologize for it because I don't think he needs to do that, but to explain to people that no, that's not, <laughs> that's, but that's is that his like... fault
1: though? Is that his fault that people watch his stuff and can't understand his level of intellect? Because this is my, when has dave chappelle it may not be to the degree of this one because i think the more he does it what was the one i don't remember the name of it where it was like uh about remember we did the one with george floyd when it was like how long mm-hmm. he was being choked out for and oh, well his, that wasn't
0: sticks and stones that was uh, i forget what the name of that one was sticks and stones was the first
1: one yeah but you remember that one right right, and right. everybody was like oh my god that's not his wasn't that funny i'm like yo if y'all think that that was about comedy and I get he put jokes in there, but I'm saying like, if y'all think that was about comedy, that's not on him to me. Now we got to challenge who's watching and who's digesting the information because the thing that I will not agree with is this. I don't, I hate, and you said it and I agree with you. I hate when people mind other people's business because at the very end of the day, unless it's, it's threatening your life or what you got going on, I can love anybody who loves themselves. And it just ain't got that much to do with me. It just don't, legitly. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even the type to like have to explain. If I I can't stand when somebody meets somebody in the LGBTQ plus community and be like, oh, well, I got a, a gay this, a gay that. I'm like, no, I don't have to explain that. If, if you can live with you, I can live with you. Because after this conversation or wherever I see you at, I'm going home, you going home. But I have never understand why America wants to... I, I wanna say this. I never understand why America wants to like marginalize communities mm-hmm. and then not, then get pissed off when these communities like, oh damn, the world is against me, but we made them feel that way. We made right? them feel that way. The same, And then I don't understand how black specifically could walk around knocking them when we know what it's like to be knocked too. You understand what I'm saying? And then this is my thing about the whole, like, oh, it's too, it's overly sexualized on TV. Let's take the homo or hetero out of it, right? Okay. Everything is over-sexualized on TV. That is facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you take that beginning, you know, if you take that out of it, everything is. I People say like, oh, so you want to see your son watching two men kiss? And he's only five minutes the car i don't want to see him watching too many people kiss period <laughs> when he five bro like what, you, what are we pushing on them period you know what i'm saying right. like I, let's not even get into the gender i don't want him to see that you know look i came from the era where you either close your eyes or going upstairs when that show came on, you feel me so yeah
0: i remember watching waiting to exhale
1: like my mother like no close your
0: eyes don't see that part no no no, no. i remember that
1: yes and when we close our eyes and we cover our eyes, it only makes us want to see more. You that is correct. Yeah, You yes. know what I'm saying? So I just, I just, that when we, we, what is very unpopular. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to tread light. You're trying to tread light. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I got think when we talk about showing children, like s- sexual things, we automatically go to s- same sex things. Mm-hmm. We never think about how much heterosexuality is, is, is over-sexualized neither. You know what I'm saying? Because no. to me personally, I don't think you can control somebody else's urge. Whether you put something in front, put this in front of them, that in front of them, they going to grow up and feel the urge they feel regardless of what you put in front of them anyway, because they can look at an act that you want them to, a kid, and be like, mm, no, nah, I don't think I like none of that. But Let's be
0: real. How many of y'all that when cable you had cable was watching scramble porn and y'all was finding ways to get on the computer and do uh, your parents didn't know you was like you're going to find a way to do what you want to do. And I think people use it as an excuse because they don't like it. But what they fail to realize is that you want somebody else to be uncomfortable so that you can be comfortable. It has nothing to do with the act itself is that you don't like it. It's not hurting you or your kid at all. And that's why it, this is also, I know that a lot of, I've heard this, especially with a lot of black men, there's an agenda. You want everybody, all black men to be gay. <laughs> they want them to be gay. Hey, I'm there's like, a what? <laughs> Listen, okay. If you are a straight man and I uh-huh. put a gay man in front of you, no matter how many times I show you the gay man, you're probably like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I, sure. yeah no, I'm good. Yeah. It's only if you actually are gay or maybe bisexual, that it would be problematic to you. Because I know straight men that have been around gay men and it's like, no, this is, that's, I'm glad for you, but this like, that's just not, you know, you know, I like mounds, I don't eat Almond Joy. Like they just go (laughs) and they do, that's what they do. And that's why I said, there is no agenda. It's not that I think that they're trying to make you see it more, it's that you're seeing it now. We didn't see it at all. You For couldn't sure. sit there and tell me that Prince, y'all didn't have a problem with Prince. Yeah, come on. And Michael Jackson and Little Richard yeah. and all the rest of them, they was, look at the 80s. Y'all go back, cause y'all forgot. Y'all have forgot that your father was walking around in a jerry curl and a half shirt. Go look at the 80s and see what they was wearing back then. It exactly. was highly feminized. It was back then. They were more feminine. Then they was wearing them little hats. Do you think it was
1: just as bad then than it is now? Is do you think if the cameras were then we would see the same things we're seeing now, or do you think that with time and evolution this is would this would have been more just based on growth, or do you think obviously it was happening then, but do you think it was like it was now? I like you said. I think it was always happening since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Gay people
0: have always been around. I honestly think had we accepted it more then where people didn't have to walk around in the closet and say, oh yeah, of course I got a girlfriend and your uncle come to Christmas every year with his friend. Like if yeah. he didn't have to come to Christmas with his friend and he could say, this is my boyfriend. We would be, I think we would be more accepting of it now. Mm-hmm so if you saw it we wouldn't be like oh this is oh my god and this is this is what is happening and i was like you ain't been to church since you've been three talking about oh, we need the church back like you don't yeah. even you don't even know where the church is like shut up <laughs>
1: the facts yeah we're gonna get real unpopular here and you know i know everybody that tells that tells me mostly via dm and they won't comment but via dm get me i'm gonna ask the question I think we've traumatized their our interaction. We like their our interactions have become so traumatizing between us and you know that community that like I feel like they on fighter fight or flight mode all the time now. Like I'm gonna give you an example, right? I'm gonna give you two examples: one positive, one really negative. I've had interactions with people, and when I've treated. I've had times where I've treated a gay person like a, any other person and mm-hmm. they took offense to it. It's like, they thought I wasn't acknowledging their sexuality. I'm like, oh no, my bad. It's just, I see you as a person. Like, right. I, I'm a jokester. I'm a joke with you the same way I joke with him. I joke with you the same, and it was like this thing. And But the thing is that 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 really, we were in a, we were in a social environment. I'm a mm-hmm. jokester. And just when the jokes was going around there, that person was not excluded because we just joking i'm not gonna i'm not i'm gonna read the room if you don't like jokes you just don't like jokes but when you're in you know you're engaging in them i think it's free game because i'm not thinking about the other thing you just a person to me you understand what i'm saying it went left (laughs) but afterwards after it going left we had a conversation (laughs) i have them understand i said yo do you want me to respect your sexuality or do you want me to respect you as a person because me respecting you as a person is respecting your sexuality. I would never say an offensive joke. I would never put you in a situation where you feel like, hey, oh my God, can you believe what Keenan said? Nah. But if you if you here with me and we doing this authenticity entertainment thing, we're going to have fun and that's how we're going to do. That ended up really bad. Now I'm going to use okay. a celebrity example. Do you okay. remember, this may have been a year ago now, do you remember the whole Michael B. Jordan thing with the tapping on the butt thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have an issue with, with, with the, with the, you know, what allegedly happened. Okay. If now, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying I would've did that, but this is my opinion. You telling me right now that guys do funny stuff like that all the time, hit somebody in the butt, good game, all that. Right. Mm -hmm. Now that he treats, you know, a gay male the same way he would treat one of his heterosexual friends. Mm -hmm. Now that gets flipped into Oh, Michael B. Jordan might be gay. How does that work? Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm asking you, how does that work? When he treats, when he tr- treated that person the same way he would have treated any of his bros, he gets flipped into, oh, my gosh, he's been flirting with me. He want me. How does that work? That's all I'm asking. Well, I think that
0: there's two things. Okay. So th- I'm going to work my way back up to the Michael B. Jordan thing. The okay. first thing you said, I think y- there is some truth to what you were saying. Like that's kind of what Dave Chappelle was saying. Like when you talk about gay people, you also have gay people that are white or uh, people are part of the LGBTQ plus community that are white and they can still maneuver in ways because a gay white male can still maneuver in rooms that black people can't whether they're gay or straight or otherwise, it's gonna be a lot harder and there are things that they're not gonna have to deal with. So when it comes to having certain privileges I think that that's what Dave was another thing that Dave Chappelle was trying to get across that a white person is a white person It's a white person and then also when it comes to them being off like fight or flight mode I think that there is some truth to what you're saying and it's probably gonna give me a trouble too I think that <laughs> you you do have to be shit on this one. open game so yeah. if you can't say that you can't make jokes about me but you can make jokes about everyone else and then say well I don't really want you to you can't really sing center me out from everybody else you you're you're putting me in a box but I was like in some ways if you're saying that I can't talk about you or I can't make a joke about you you single yourself out for sure but in the same breath
1: okay Get the me same
0: thing happens to the black community. We so. do that too. Where mm-hmm. we say, "Well, we don't. We don't want this white people to make jokes about us like that. You, you can't. You can't do that."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you, I kind of understand where they're coming from from a community. I think that there are certain places where you do need to trade lightly.
1: May I? church finger, May I? See, we yes, weren't to be may. going down this river, but we going down in white. Right <laughs> yes, yes,
0: you may.
1: Oh, but this is my. This is my, and this is no disclaimer, whatever minute, because I can't see it. This is nothing against any of these communities, but we having a conversation. The only thing I agree with everything you said up until when you said the black white thing, and let me explain why. Okay. I think early when we were speaking earlier, you said something like, you know, there's a lot of things that come out of ignorance from us towards the the gay community, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we don't know that we may offend people or say things that we literally don't know anything about. There are still things being we're still being educated on daily now, right? Mm -hmm. That certain group of privileged people know our struggle. They know everything that's not, and, and I get the level of ignorance comes from, they may not have experienced it and fully understand it, but they have a way longer leash to come around, excuse me, a way shorter leash to come and say, you know, how do I approach this? And a black person may be a little more equipped to fully explain to you the boundaries and limitations of where you stand versus like the like even like the, the lady you 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 uh, interviewed. I don't even mm-hmm. understand it yet. So if somebody's not understanding, which absolute respect to them, they can't articulate the boundaries and everything that they want you to to stay on because they don't know. But if I was to ask you about your black struggle, will you not be able to articulate that very well and what is on and off limits? I think yeah, to a certain, but I think to a certain point.
0: Because okay. that's another thing that when we, we kind of just jumping subjects now, but this yeah, kind of, I guess it kind of all go together. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm about to jump subject, but I think that that's the issue in general when we ask for what we want, when it comes to what do black people want? Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So how can we ask, say, like we, we went outside, we protested for George Floyd and we said, well, we want you to abolish the police. What does that look like? What does that mean? For
1: sure.
0: So when you, it, everything is nuanced. So when I say that it's very similar with the, the gay and the black community, what I'm saying is I can understand how there are certain things that are said and done that you would think that, why are you being so sensitive? I can I can sympathize or empathize with them right. in that way. Right. Not saying that they're equating because I you can see that I'm a black woman. You may not be able to tell somebody as a gay person until you ask them. But as soon as I walk in a room or I turn on a microphone, you know, I'm black. There's yeah. no way to hide that. There's no if, ands or buts about it. Sure. There's no, sugi- I think she might be black. Like, it's just, she black. That's she, she's, she's black. So I yeah. know that those are the things that come with. So I'm not saying that they are the same before people be like, this is a she say? It. No, <laughs> I, I didn't say that they're they're the same i'm saying that i can empathize with them being a black person or being a minority same thing with the woman's struggle for sure it's the same thing but when it comes to the thing with michael b jordan and people always love to throw the he might be gay hashtag around people because it's just easy to do
1: yeah
0: i I really i just think it's easy to do with something to talk about Every if you ask so, like social media because most of the time it's not people in real life it's social media if for you sure. ask social
1: media everybody is gay like is
0: there anybody that's not gay
1: for sure but you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, we, 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 Ayla, we might get hashtagged after this conversation
0: I probably, probably will probably <laughs> will I, I can I mean I had a conversation with a, a comedian it's funny now that <laughs> you say that she was on my show she was like you seem like a tomboy it was like yeah, I was like, where's this going? Like, I just because <laughs> I don't present in a way that yeah, I think like- I should doesn't mean that I don't like almond joys. I like them very much. Thank you. I will take mine with nuts all day long. That's what I prefer. But I just think that it's a conversation to be had out loud. Same thing with Black and white people. I think that we don't want to have a conversation out loud because we don't want to be offended. How can you get, and this is what Dave Chappelle was saying, how can you get past it if you don't want to have the conversation? People are going to say things you don't like. You have to be willing to have the conversation if you want to have the conversation. And if you don't, we have to figure out a way to get a by island together. Jay-Z, Puffy, Diddy, all them, Noriega, get together. And we're gonna have to buy island and move because there's no way we can coexist with white people. We don't ever want to have a conversation because racism ain't gonna go, it's not it's not going
1: anywhere. I got a very I don't know how we got here, but we here now. So now I got we we here. We here now. (laughs) We We here, here I'm sorry. (laughs) This is gonna sound terrible, and I done said that about 10 times already, but this is gonna sound terrible. I think the generation that everybody thinks, Generation Z, that everybody thinks is just off the chain, Mm -hmm. I actually see them as the change. I think, hear me out. You hear me out. They're the first generation. Don't get me wrong. Do they do super wild stuff? Yes. Let's not, let's just not, you know, isolate them just to the social media generation. There's a lot of bright Generation Z's, okay? I will argue that there's more bright generations here than the ones that's just stuck on social media, internet heads. But what I've realized in my profession and working with young people, their mind- come the free, teacher. You feel me? Their <laughs> mind is free to the point where you can mold it how it should be molded. I think our generation had a little too much. We were a little bit too embedded in the old ways and the new ways came so quick. A lot of us got lost in that. I can, I was, I was able to talk to my great grandmother when I was coming up. She gave me those stories straight up. I'm like, really? She lived in the house where those things happened back in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Now, if you take it to old eight, let's say to maybe 2014, the world grew through the internet at an exponential rate that will never be seen again, ever. The way we jumped in those six years is crazy. Now fast forward to generation Z right? Mm -hmm. they're born without that attachment to the struggle. That's why they get on our nerves so much because they don't understand how they're disrespecting what our ancestors went through because they have no attachment to it. Instead of looking at that as something that we need to, oh my God, what's wrong with y'all? No, you got a fresh fresh slate that's not going, their mind is not conditioned from birth. It's not. It is the parents or the community, the village, however you want to flip that patty, to Mm mold their mind, to be open to having those conversations of change. Because what we do, you know, millennials in that weird space where like the top half do one thing, the middle do one thing, and then the last one's like borderline Generation Zers. What we do is we try to teach them struggle. We try to teach them all that. And I'm like, if you don't have a connection to the struggle, that's not, that doesn't help. It's like, what are you talking about? Oh, you are, you are old head. You don't know, you don't understand us. Do you understand what I mean? Or do am I make is what I'm saying making sense? Or no, no, I
0: understand exactly what you're saying, but I mean, I'm not saying that they're not bright, but if you gotta do 15 equations to give me 50 cents back, I I'm a little worried. Okay. But <laughs> you know, fuck common coy. Really fucked up our kids. It's just a lot of them. But you know what all jokes aside, mm-hmm. I my one of like I said, my favorite comedian is Chris Rock. I was just watching tambourine because it's on Netflix. I'm branding. <laughs> if you want to pay me Chris Rock, that's great. It's on Netflix, the extended version, right now. Oh yeah, and he said that a lot of people say that kids aren't born they're No one's born racist. He was like, but kids are assholes. Like, you know, he was like, I don't have to teach. I got to teach my kid not to bite people. You think I taught my kid to bite people? Sure. And I agree it's the same way people are innately selfish. Like they have to teach us not to be selfish because human nature is selfish and we are all truly assholes at the core sure. of it all. Sure. I'm not saying that people are necessarily born racist but I think that people do like to automatically gravitate towards people and mm-hmm. things that look like them. I yeah. think if you're saying that generation Z is going to be the key to the future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let me bet. Not, not the key, potential, the keyhole.
1: Potential. I did not say the key potentially, oh. potentially <laughs> let me let, no, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My fault. Potentially.
0: Okay. All okay. right. They at the front desk. They made yes. the key in the front side, of the front desk, but yes. they, they ain't made it to the door yet. Okay. Yes. So if, if that's the case where a lot of people, because you're not the first person that said that they believe that Generation Z is a more open society. They, they are very much like the baby boomers where they're in the streets. They're doing right. all of the things very similar. I'm gonna say similar because it's not the same as the civil rights because it's different. Like yeah. I do want y'all kids to know that they was getting their ass beat.
1: For sure. And none of us would have made it in, just to say. Right,
0: that's what I'm saying. They was getting their ass beat. <laughs> this, is, this is a little different, but it's still necessary.
1: For
0: sure. If that's the case, we can't sit here and say the world is too sensitive because who is too sensitive now where the sensitivity is coming in? Our generation is they They're the ones that are calling you out like you, you can't say that. You, you can't you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's them. So it's either we're going to go through this uncomfortable phase of saying you can't say that you can't do that because a lot of people are like oh well we can't say anything anymore and I was like well you just wanted to be racist and sexist that's somebody just called you on your bullshit it's not I that know. you can't say what you want to say you just can't say fucked up shit anymore and get away with it at, sure. in the middle of work. But you you kind of have to have that conversation because they are the where the sensitivity is coming from? Do I think that eventually we'll get through, go through an era? Cause back in the fifties and sixties with movies and stuff, it was real censored. And then you had the seventies and eighties, where it was just like full Bush. That's what we doing. Okay. All right. We just, just, you know, it just went, it went left. And I think that's what we're going to go through, where we're going to go through a phase where it feels like we are, things are tightening. And then we're going to go through a phase. That's what happens Where things are loose. That's where we going.
1: So when you say, the sensitivity you're saying that the sensitivity lies within them because they can't take what we put on them or we can't take what they put on us.
0: I think it's a little bit of both. I think that we can't take that. They're calling us on their, on our bullshit that we've allowed to go for so long. Who are we? When you say we millennial older set millennial, Well, they call it. Well, you're not a geriatric. You're just a millennial. I am a geriatric millennial. So geriatric millennials. No separators.
1: We're millennials, baby. We, millennials.
0: we staying strong. Millennials. You feel me? So, <laughs> so millennials that aren't in their 20s, so 30 and up, mm-hmm. and the people who are still alive. I don't know if that's the boomers. I think it's the boomers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Eat us. We don't like them calling us on our bullshit. Okay. And then at the same time, millennials and Gen X, who was this quiet. Silent generation and ain't do shit. They didn't do nothing. It just kind of was like, Oh, it that was a thing. Like they, okay, they was here. They ain't do nothing. Yeah. They raise these new kids in an era of internet. And they say everybody gets a trophy, everybody's important, everybody is special, everybody need a spotlight. And so now they're also sensitive to believe that everybody gives a fuck about what you do and what you feel, even though you've not done anything. So it's a combination of both.
1: Yeah. I feel that that was a, that was beautifully masterpieced together. I don't even feel comfortable responding. I'd be trying. You know what I'm saying? That was dope. That was dope. Because I mean, damn, you said it perfectly. I get, you know, one thing you said, I've never thought about, i never, see, I feel like, what would you say the age range on that millennial, that millennial boundary you just set? that's 30 and up 30 and up. So I would say between let's just go 36 to 30. Okay, that that six year gap to me has the most. It's kind of like the middle child syndrome, in a sense. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that most like we our parents had some resources and we just probably came into the resources to actually open our eyes to get insurance, you know, uh, therapy and all this great stuff that the world offers. Right. The ones above that 36 mark, they might as well still they still. Stuck they Gen X. You, you know yeah. what you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I think that with that being said- yeah, If you went we,
0: through high school without a cell phone, you don't
1: understand. Like you sure. you, you just, you two, you love yeah, us. Yeah, done, done for, done for. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to be, when I got mine at 16, I'm glad I did because it was like, I don't think my mom would work the same way. But but to get to the point I was making is, I think that that set of millennials has a responsibility to like, we're trying to teach them something we don't know. Mm -hmm. I have friends that are my age that have 12 year olds, 13 year olds, but we in our early thirties still learning the game. We still learning how to have, how to do conflict resolution. We still, we still cutting people off thinking the shit cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't even say like, bro, I rock with you. I'm excuse me, bro. I don't rock with you. I still respect you. We just ain't, we, we not going to be cool no more, but Hey, Live life, my guy. If I see you, love, if not, okay. We still learning that, but we have the kid. So back to the sensitivity thing, they're calling us out on it because we're giving them the tools to let them know it's BS though. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we applying them with that. I just think that we don't like when people are smarter than us. Millennials. That is- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just don't like it. If, so- if somebody come in the room and they're like, yo, oh, who they think they are? Like. I think it's anybody. Cause say that
0: go in a room with some boom, some, some boomers. Mm-mm, think, you know, something they
1: were like, I knew like, mm-mm. but they can't, but, but, but sorry, grandma and dad and all y'all. <laughs> they can't, they can't deny that we're smarter than we got way too much access to resources. They can't deny it no more. Like they know, they, are they, are we
0: smarter or Are they smarter? Cause let the internet shut down. We're going to be standing there like, Oh Lord, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, would we yeah
1: we should. not that same age not at 36 to 30 i don't believe that i do i believe let
0: wi-fi shut down and they all them people 30 to 36 like i can't check on my ex-boyfriend instagram they gonna have a fit.
1: did the blackout like, did you even notice the blackout happened
0: not right away no <laughs> i didn't notice right away
1: that's all i'm saying that you just you got off. a job. <laughs> factual I'm with you. I'm with you. But tell me tell me my millennials of our age don't they don't have jobs. We we got jobs. We probably got the wrong jobs cuz we went to school for the wrong and got That's those. what I'm
0: saying. I don't know. There's a few that still can't get a job, you That's know. True. It's a, it's a few out there especially with the pandemic. Y'all was out here with these PPP loans. Oh, Y'all was getting $50,000 and don't have I am like it's said in the name. How stupid can you be? It's a paycheck protection program. Mm, mm, mm.
1: Not police
0: patrol pass, take you to jail, <laughs> don't pass, go. Like, that's not what this was. Fact.
1: Fact. What was I'm y'all thinking? Facts. Oh, my God. jeez, I'm tired. You know what, though? Let me not say that. Continue. I'm not <laughs> going to say that. Because you can't flash a certain amount. That goes back to that mindset. You can't flash a certain amount of money in front of people that haven't had it. Have we ever seen an uh, economical boost like we saw during 2020 ever? That's true. But they they were printing money off like they were kinkos.
0: That was true. Like it makes you think money grows on trees. But, you know, let's you know, I already got you in trouble. So I'm just going to help you dig the grave. But what (laughs) does that what, what about reparations? Do you think we should just give cash to people who've never had it and just think that it's going to make the Black community better, or should there be like financial programs before, like you know, financial education programs before they get rough? Re- we talking about a fantasy because America yes, ain't.
1: Definitely. never I'm, I'm down for
0: it. America ain't never going to pass right. I just want y'all to know that. Like, we can <laughs> keep talking about it, but that shit ain't never
1: going to happen. Oh, it's no a day. fucking
0: fairy tale. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. But do you think if they do, should they just give out a bunch of money? What do you think reparations should look like?
1: (sighs) Okay, so let's just go with, I will have to say money. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I rock with the land thing, right? But this is just my theory in my mind. I think the land holds so much value to the point that they wouldn't want us to have that. They'd rather give us the money. That's true. I think that if you were to give us the money, they know some way, somehow, it's going to circulate back in the economy.
0: You saw Dave Chappelle's special on that.
1: I'm Uh, rich, bitch. Yes, yes. Like, (laughs) like, so, but if you gave us, if you gave us, let's say, we just talking about 50,000, and you cut that to 20, and let's just say five acres, somewhere in rural... Wherever, okay. eventually, eventually, it may not be our kids. That five acres is going to cost way more than fifty thousand. Somewhere, okay. somehow, and, and depending on, think about it, because I'm—we're not just thinking about me and you. We talking about all of us. That's a lot of land and a lot of power you could put places. So, I, me personally, their safest bet would be money. I think we should take the money with some land on it. That's what, I, and you can even do it by families. Even if you gave families land together and a little bit of okay. money individually. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But who in the
0: family get the money though? Is it grandma? Cause she's, she's the, we are descendants from grandma. Do they get the land to grandma?
1: i love you grandma i love you grandma so <laughs> grandma i love you for real because my grandma be listening man she don't be do grandma like that don't
0: do don't do grandma like that
1: though. i will say this if every member in the family got their slice of the money okay give the land to grandma and i'm because i'm gonna tell you why nine times out of ten seven times out of ten oh there you go if, if grandma like the hierarchy, she usually do it the right way when grandma it's not going to do you go wrong and, and, and give it to where it's supposed to go. Right. Because even with, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, I know this is kind of sidebar, but like, even if you look at gentrification, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we really lost out. When you think about land being handed down, we really lost out because when we were giving all that land up, it was like our parents that didn't really understand the value. And now if that land makes it to us, those millennials we understand it so we're trying to hold on to it now so right right If they gave grandma land right now let's do the 40 acres right now mm-hmm. i would call my grandma like hey, grandma we, we hey look we not doing this we doing this we doing that i don't think my dad would be that way not saying him as a person just his generation got you they wouldn't be like that so i would give the land to grandma but everybody get their bread because, yeah, let's yeah. be real, that's going to circulate. That money going to circulate. It's not
0: True, gonna... and grandma not going to do... most. I mean, some people do have some mean-ass grandmothers. Like, I'm not... <laughs> let's, let's just be real. Some people got yeah. some mean-ass grannies. But most grandmothers going to do right by her babies. She's sure. going to make sure that the grandbabies get a little peace. She's going to make sure. sure that her children get a little peace. Mm-hmm. And she's the closest to slavery, uh, probably still alive. For sure. So... I guess it would go through grandma, but I don't know how a lot of black families would feel feel about that. I feel like they would be a little bit feeling some kind of way. I think that it should be more so resourceful to the community because I think that if you give the money to some individual family, let's be real. Everybody got that cousin, that brother, that uncle, you give them some money and the shit is gone. The next day, like, then you just get paid. Yeah, but can I borrow $20 for gas? Like, you make more than me. What the is wrong with you? Like, everybody got that person that don't know what to do with their money. And white people would give us their reparations and it would go right back to them. We would make them richer because we're gonna put, they're gonna put, what is it, inflation on it. So they're gonna make interest on the money they just gave back to us. We're gonna owe them more money than we did before they gave us the damn reparations. I feel like that's sort of what it is. So I think it should be like a community thing okay? where they give the money to certain communities and we build up those certain historic communities, like, you know, where Black Wall Street was in Tulsa, because mm-hmm. they, you know, build that up where those Black communities are, put that money back in those communities so that all Black people can thrive and then maybe give some money to each descendant family mm-hmm. and have that family, which I think is still going to be problematic because i yeah. can see people fight over grandma tv yeah, and the joy like that's sure. my shirt i want so yes. i can imagine trying to fight over reparations but it is what it is but i, I did want to ask you something this can is kind of jumping around okay
1: go ahead. So see, I, I, was, I was i was stalking
0: ahead. you mm-hmm. so i was stalking you and i was i'm glad you you kind of like let that slide. Like I was, I was, I was on your page. Cause I, when so you invited good. me, I knew who you were, but I was like, let me watch a couple episodes. I
1: said something reckless.
0: No, it wasn't your platform. So I don't remember. Oh my gosh. I'm throwing a blank. You remind me you went on somebody else's platform. Was this recently? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was on lit beyond DMV, me and Mike. There you go. Yes. There you go. And so, <laughs> yeah. Because I I kind of was talking about this, too. So about, like, little fizz and um and, and the conversation kind of went towards you can't date somebody else's. Like, if you are friends, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. if you're friends, you can't date That's the true. friend. I disagree with you, but I'm pretty sure you have a reasoning behind why you feel like that whole little fizz Omarion situation was really like fucked up and you don't think that you should be able to, even if it works out, you don't think that a friend should be able to date the boyfriend or girlfriend of another friend.
1: Okay. I'm going to identify friend in my sense of friend, right? So if I took a Mariana Lil Fizz, I would have to say maybe not as close because we're grown now. I would have to put them in the same vicinity as me and Mike. Very close. Bros. We work together. You know what I'm saying? My guy. Me and okay. all my, you know, all my all my close, my circle. When I when I think about work, working with somebody in that setting. You feel me? Got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's who I consider a friend. There's no way I can know, and friends have conversations. Friend, I'm speaking on guys. Okay. There's no way I can know what that person meant to you. And then you turn around and see them. with. I There's no way I can take that. Like, I know all this stuff. I know what she meant. I knew what she was doing. But you, she got your kids. And I'm like, you know what, bro? My bad. I fell in love. Because then you're going to have to answer the question. How long have you been in love with her? <sighs> now, if you're saying friend, like, hey, hi, yo, me and Mike, like, yo, what up? And I know him through him. But uh-huh. me and Mike, cool. And like he used to talk, oh, you know, Mike used to talk to, but me and Mike ain't. Even, we we might have each other's number, but I gotta look for it. It's not in my call log. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, uh, okay, like me and Mike, cool. But like, what's his last name again? Um, that type thing I get. But when you in a, come on, like we, his baby mother, y'all sleeping in the same hotel rooms and everything together. I, I'm try, I, can't, I I'm trying to figure out how you disagree with me. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, here's the
0: thing. Here's why I disagree with you. Okay. So I don't think you own a person. I I don't think that you can put Mm -hmm. ownership on a person where it's like, hey, this is my person. You can't talk to nobody I know over here. You can't talk to none of these people. Even though I know that there's this fake thing out there, bro code and guy, girl code. Yes. I I don't believe in that. Okay. And the reason why is because I would never, I would never stop somebody's forever person to make me feel better. So sure. if I know, cause you ever met, and I know everybody been there, like you sitting there with your your significant other and you sitting there and you like, you remind me of dude, like your friend. And like you, y- y- y'all seem like y'all probably would get along very, very well. Like you're sitting there and you thinking that in your mind, like, damn, like if you had met him first or met her first, you probably would be talking to them. I'm not gonna stop that if we're not together anymore, and I and y'all connect. I'm not gonna be the person that stop that shit.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me rewind real quick. So what you telling me is you meet someone? Let me just make sure I'm putting down what you, you okay, know what I'm saying? okay. You let's say your friend Third Willing, mm-hmm. y'all you on a date, mm-hmm. you and him rapping, and you saying if he would have she's peeping him. And she feels like if she would have met him before you. No, 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 actually, no, not
0: peeping. Not he's not there. So it's just you and them, and you like, damn, so and so like that same shit. Like you start realizing that they're compatible.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you got I a level didn't... of maturity that. Because I don't. It 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 ain't it ain't really. I don't <laughs> think it's for me. It ain't the visual or the actual act. It's like, yo. And then we can't take kids out of it. I agree that you don't own anybody. You feel me? Correct. But what you're telling me is that, and sidebar, unpopular opinion, I really blame her low-key more than him. Just not because- April? I mean, you, so
0: you you blame the woman.
1: Not the and woman. so I'm hearing See, you right. You was, I knew you was- <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, not at all. What I'm saying is, I think, you said you don't believe in a girl called Gakko. I think she knew when
0: it comes to that, I think that there are certain girl and guy things that they should do. I don't believe in a code, but I think that there are certain things that they should do.
1: I should digress on this because I'm not saying blaming her in the sense like the whole situation is her fault. It's Mm kind of like if your partner cheats on you, you can only get so pissed off with the other. That's
0: true. Okay, I got it. It's like like you only
1: get so pissed off because I'm like, yo, you my baby mama. Like, this is what (laughs) you're going to expose our kids to. You know got what I'm you. saying? Like I got you, I yeah, got you. I see I what you're saying. Real good. I clean that up. <laughs> real good. But, but but I think I think in that specific case, I just and I think it's really probably just me. I could not see knowing everything I know about one of my bros. Well, all, all my bros married, but say, I see high school. Y'all used to date kind of serious. Got out. Life happened. Reconnect. Cause I believe in proximity. I believe. Okay. I don't care what nobody's saying. You hang out enough. You pick up everybody's vibe, and proximity matters. You're you've been around this person, you know their partner fell asleep too early. Y'all rapping, haha, ha, key king. You know we shouldn't be doing this. Go to sleep. Months go by. I get proximity, but gotcha. yeah, you know everything about this person. You know everything they've been through, and um, and with knowing all that, you go and grab because if that was his forever person, why he on stage apologizing? So, do you. Well, say I think hip- that
0: situation was all for money. If I'm being honest, I think they needed some views on Love and Hip Hop, whatever Agreed. show they on. I think that was all for views. It was all fake to me. I need my. Don't make it a fact. It just makes it my fucking opinion. I think but, that was all for money. But the reason why I'm saying that because I know somebody that this kind of happened to. Okay. Now she got married and she stayed married for a long period of time. With but your, she met
1: whoever's
0: her husband when she was in the second grade. So she met him when she was in second grade. Mm -hmm. And when they got to like middle school, he got a a friend that was like his best friend. Mm -hmm. And she kind of had a crush on the friend, but she was still talking to her husband. Well, at the time he wasn't her husband, but Mm -hmm. we'll call him Sam. The friend will call him Dave. Okay. So she was still with Sam and she didn't want to hurt Sam's feelings, even though she really liked Dave this entire time. She stayed with Sam. She got pregnant in high school she had babies early they got married they kept having kids and they had problems like it just it was never right because she was never with the right person to begin with and she kind of missed the opportunity to talk to the person that she really did like or even if it didn't last she could have possibly had a better experience than she had with this person because she was just loyal to the fact that she met them first instead of saying hey Sam it's not really working you know I truly I like Dave I would like to at least see where this goes Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to hurt Sam's feelings and so this took years and years and years and years and years she just finally you know got a divorce but that's a long time wasted and now Dave has gone on and gotten married and she talked to him later on saying man if you would have you know, said something, we could have tried to make something work. And that's, she will never know now. And so that's why I was like, I don't wanna be that person that would stop that. No, do I want my husband to go out? So you come home and to say, you know what? I think I'm gonna talk to your best friend. No, that's not what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, at yeah. all. But if the relationship doesn't work on its own accord, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stop you from dating somebody else. Once we are no longer together.
1: Three and a half things. Three and a half things. But let's take gender out of it because I already got myself in trouble in that regard. So we're taking gender out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're taking that out of it. But wouldn't you say it's a low-key issue that she didn't live her truth versus the friend? She didn't live her... like, And, and I get the baby got involved in high school. You got to make certain decisions. I'm not going to just not apply that. You feel me? Okay. But I'm, if this person is a millennial... It sounds like, and I'm putting them putting. They act.
0: They a little older.
1: They act. That makes it, and that goes into that silent toxic generation before us. That sounds like some. You can never make one of us or somebody under us live that life and be like that. Will be like, man, hell no! I got to do me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can't live like this. I can't live like this. So the point I'm making is that situation was a great example. But I will argue that she should have just. And I understand she may not have had the resources, tool because I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole picture. But leave, leave. It, and then not only baby in high school, you kept going with the baby, so it just get complicated, over complicated, over complicated. Can we really say that if she was feeling the friend, this got to be let's say ten years, fifteen years. She should've said, she, yo, I can't do this. I
0: think she didn't want, cause once you start dating somebody and that's supposed to be like your forever person. Cause we have this stupid myth that there's a such thing as a soulmate, which does not fucking exist. You just have people <laughs> that you vibe with really well, people that you mm-hmm. work with really well and people that you don't, there's okay. no perfect people. And that's why I don't believe in soulmates. There's no perfect people. There's no mm-hmm. person that is perfectly made and built for so you. So
1: everybody's compromising. Yes. Yes. Okay. Everybody I'm sure, I'm comes sure. with yes, because I was like, you're
0: not no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. So how can I expect you to be perfect for me when I'm not even a perfect person to begin with? Like yeah. you're gonna have somebody that's perfect for the flaws I got. Like, come on now, Jesus. Like, if you yeah. got that, let me know. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: you, I, feel I, feel me. I feel that
0: I feel that I feel that I can I can feel the way you put that again. I feel that I feel that. Yeah, like you 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 playing with me. So I think that when you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and this this fairy tale myth that this is your soulmate. And I don't wanna hurt his feelings. Women have this thing where it's like, you know, I really, I don't wanna hurt him. Even like sometimes like, their relationship got a little toxic, but a lot of times when you don't have a guy that's not a bad dude, but it's just like, he's, he's not exciting. He's just, he's not what I want, but I don't wanna hurt him cause he's not a bad guy. And I was like, but it's always that what if. So if I leave him, it's going to be something that's much worse than this. So I might as well just stick with what I got. And I think that's kind of where it went down that, that pathway of, I might as well just stick with this.
1: No, I, I, well, let me backtrack. I wholeheartedly understand it and understand that that's a lot, the way a lot of women think, right? But this is my thing. See, now we about to jump into something else, <laughs> <laughs> not, not something all the way else, but, but with that, just little gist, you just gave digger right? d- deep deeper. You feel me? Gotcha. Now we got a question. Who's really, really at fault or who's really not being honest. Now okay. we got a question because if I'm not exciting, I'm not doing this. You are miserable. Let's just say level one misery, not even level five, level one misery. And you allow me to believe that you're not. That's an issue, and women do do it. I get our egos can be fragile. I get she can't tell you like, yeah, when you turn it like this, I really don't like it. But you've been doing it since ninety six, so you gotta keep. I get all that. <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, at some point, we can't be as men or the husband or whoever can't be held responsible if they not told. If you gonna sit around for That's 10, true 15 plus years, and be unhappy because you think somebody's a not. I'm You're not bad. saying that
0: he, the husband is to blame. What I'm saying is when it comes back to not allowing somebody to be with the person that they should be, had she been honest and said, Hey, I want to talk to your friend. I'm pretty sure he would have had a fucking conviction. that like he wasn't just going to be like, Oh, sure. Go ahead right off in the sunset. that 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 sound good. Whereas if we had more people that would be like, you know what? You right. Like they, if if I if you are miserable and something is missing, the chances of something being and we're not talking about sex because apparently that was okay in that that mm-hmm. area it was it was okay, but outside of that you're missing something. It's like you mm-hmm. don't really have shit to say. Like we don't have anything in common. Like you're
1: not a bad guy, but it's just ugh, you know see, it's just blase blah. See, people override that honesty thing, and I'm gonna say something that I know people are not gonna like. I don't think the conversation should be. I like your friend. Okay. The, the conversation should be, I'm not happy here. I don't like these things. I think I want out. Now, when you go after pursue friend,
0: Dave okay. or Sam,
1: whichever one it was, hell will break loose. It is. But you have to take the proper, that's like, instead of like, have you ever seen this movie? Uninvited guest. It's a really old movie. It's like was it a book. scary movie no it's like a it's like a suspenseful movie it's like makah pfeiffer uh, anyway The more scary the story-
0: movie i think it was supposed to be scary
1: it was like suspense oh uh you know suspenseful and scary it's suspense- okay. okay we, you we, we got saying? you yeah
0: okay but the moral
1: <laughs> of the story was this dude has stopped doing things stopped doing sexual things with his wife he hired mm-hmm. somebody to come in and seduce her to catch her so he could leave right Right. So what I'm saying is when you're in that situation specifically, right? And you're not getting something that you want. You would be better off just saying, "Hey, I'm not even going to set you up. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just up out of here right now." Period. You got to make the decision when you go after the friend that hell going to break loose and you better have a whole lot of water to put them flames out and just not cuz cuz little Fizz, you know where little Fizz messed up and I've never said this before. You know where little okay. Fizz messed up? Way he messed up. He should have shut up. He should if he was going to agree, he should have never got on like, yo, he ain't my bro. He should have just shut up. Like, hey, look, April, we together. The media going to talk. Forget it. Let's not say nothing. Would it make it right? No. But he put himself in a way deeper coffin trying to justify what he did versus just shutting up. Shut up. I agree. I agree with that. And I agree with you
0: with, with what you're saying. I do agree that you do have to take some ownership for not being honest or just saying hey this is not working and then you have to deal with the consequences even if that means having a very strained relationship with the children your father the father of your children because that probably would get a little bit
1: cooler were they cool throughout sam and dave Mm -hmm. they were cool like 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 through the whole shebang
0: well, probably no, because eventually they moved. So they moved from a southern mm-hmm. state. I'm not gonna give away too much to a southern mm-hmm. state to a northern state. And gotcha. Dave, the friend, did not. So there was gotcha. a period where there was a disconnect, okay. but they had stayed close. Gotcha. They still were in communication with each other, but they weren't like close, close. Gotcha. So I think that's something that also is is you have to keep in mind too that a lot of people don't have that level of of strength. Like I was just telling you about the, before we got on here, some people don't like confrontation. They that's would, uh, they would uh, rather just go with the flow and allow shit to happen, ghost people, because they don't want to deal with the confrontation. And I feel like that's kind of what happened in this situation, but yes, you should be able to deal with the con- if you want to make an action, you should be able to deal with the consequences. So I'm not blaming the husband, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, is that she should have felt comfortable enough to say, hey, I want to try this. And not be afraid, okay. What's society gonna say? What is this person yes, gonna say? Like, I'm not gonna stop. Like, that's what I mean when I say that. I would mm-hmm. never stop you if we are no longer together. Yeah, I'm gonna have questions like how long y'all was looking at each other if, if you want to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have questions, but the relationship is over. What what can I do now? Sabotage you with them for what?
1: See, this I guess this is the thing. Would you like him if he wasn't a, if he if if I didn't bring him around? Like, like is Dave replaceable by anybody not named me because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. That is a
0: a question. I I don't know.
1: That's a question for her. Like I'm taking it outside of the, like, you know, the, the the scenario you gave because that goes, that sounds like proximity more so than that he's just there. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. If you're miserable and you sitting in the backyard Everything in the yard. Let me let me not use the grass is greener type joint, but what I'm saying is, (laughs) if you're miserable, I get
0: what you're saying. You
1: know what I'm saying, but like, so if Dave, let's say, because this is the thing, what I I would, and these are completely rhetorical. Just going to the scenario, he must have been married too, and yeah, and eventually he got married. The wives talk, the wives exchanging game, and she's like, "Oh snap, that's what's not happening over here." So I want so it it compiles and compiles and compiles and compiles. But think about it: if we're best, if I got me, me and Mike's wife talk all the time. They okay. together right now. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying they together right now, literally, right? If if that of those conversations are going all the time, essentially, you start to learn the other person's spouse subconsciously. If True. your eyes are wandering and you're bored here everything she is saying just sounded 10 times better than it would have if you were satisfied.
0: That is true.
1: You get what I'm saying? Like if I'm, if I don't even want, say me, Larry and his wife, I'm miserable. They seem happy. His happiness is just making me attract to whatever I think he's doing. You get what I'm saying? Right. I will, I will argue the situation. Like if, if that situation seems more like proximity than actual interest.
0: But sometimes it is interest where somebody is more compatible with you Mm -hmm. than your spouse. It Mm -hmm. happens all the time because like same thing with proximity is also with time. Sometimes they were just in that place where you were first. Mm. Like you. they met you first before Mm -hmm. you got a chance to meet this other person. Because I know... I'm not saying that everybody does this, but I know everybody sat there and talked to somebody, especially when you're in the beginning of your relationship. And you're like, dang, maybe if I would have met this person first, I don't know where this other thing would have gone.
1: That's
0: a fact. So it, it's also that. So the, I don't want somebody to miss the opportunity. I agree with everything that you're saying, that it's proximity. If you're not happy, things are going to seem better over here. Because that's what the fuck happens on social media. Everybody think everybody doing better because it's over there and you can't really see what's happening which stop with the relationship goals that's bullshit there's no such thing as relationship goals everybody got problems you shouldn't want the goals to be somebody else's relationship that's why your relationship is failing because you don't have the goals in your own relationship set your own relationship goals and reach them not somebody else's but that's so i agree with everything that you're saying i just mean that if somebody comes along don't be that roadblock to them meeting the person that could be their if I have a person because it didn't work out with
1: you do they have Isn't to tell it? you
0: I don't if we don't have if what's the point what's the reasoning like if we have children it might be like oh well so-and-so is going to be here might be a good heads up but if we don't have no children or connections and we're not going to be in the same place
1: at the same time who gives a fuck so, if you, so let me just make sure I am receiving the message correctly. Okay. You and best friend A, mm-hmm. and you and hubby, boyfriend, baby, dad would ever break up, but y'all were in love, had a great situation. It just didn't pan out. Right. You were not blocking best friend A from hooking up with hubby. Correct. Yeah, I just I'm gonna just vote that you just different. <laughs> like, no, I'm gonna vote that you just different because I I ain't, ain't I'm gonna just vote that you just different. I ain't never...
0: it, like I said. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit would hurt, but it it doesn't behoove me because later on, a couple years down the road, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give a fuck. And then okay. I didn't stop okay. you because ten years from now, because I'm in my feelings now. When ten years from now I'm gonna move on, marry somebody else, I don't give a damn what you do. Okay. But I was just in my feelings in that moment. I'm not gonna be that person.
1: Do you think the fizz and April thing, not the apology, but the fizz and April thing was a money move altogether? Or do yes. you think they really you don't know say. you don't think they never no? I think it was all a
0: storyline, it was a money move, a cash grab. Cause there's no way, like I'm I'm saying I'm doing that kumbaya, I'll let you talk to this person, mm-hmm. but let's just be real. When it's happening, everybody is human, so you're gonna be jealous for
1: sure.
0: You mean to tell me Omarion didn't say shit? this entire time he was completely unbought like he didn't say nothing he was just
1: nothing it if just he did if he did he did a great job not showing it
0: that's when I said like I don't believe it I don't believe like there's nobody that you were with that long you have two babies with and you had you didn't have shit to say sir and you didn't even have the, them cryptic ass messages people be posting you know the way people do you know how people do on social media he didn't do any of that
1: nothing I feel like it was all a money move. Uh, I I think they liked each other at the beginning and then realized that like, no, they liked each other. Excuse me, it was a money move at first, and then they started liking each other like, damn. like She actually, you know what I'm saying? Damn, like she putting that thing on me. Oh, me and Amari, I want that cool. We ain't sold a record <laughs> in coworkers. 20 years. They were
0: co-workers. They were co-workers. They no, weren't really no, friends. They were co-workers. Yeah, they were. They that, were
1: that's not true. That's not true. It is okay i got a question i'm sorry please forgive me so you're telling me that you could work with somebody for over 10 years 10 years and in, in the intimate setting living together spending bro moments all this and all y'all doing a co work all you're doing is co-workers
0: i would say that there's some people that you only get an arm's length with You you ain't never been at a job and it's somebody you can't fucking stand, but yet you tolerate them because
1: you don't want to lose your job. Job, living together, touring together, sleeping in the same bed, head to foot. They were sleeping in the same bed. What? I'm assuming they had that much money in the beginning. I (laughs) I said head to foot. I said head to foot. Now,
0: that's a different level. If you sleeping and your feet touching... Then yes, that y'all friends automatically y'all are best friends. I know we just said don't do this, but y'all might even be boyfriends if y'all toes is touching in the bed. But that's a different. Head to foot. i try to save them. Head to foot. Head to foot. <laughs>
1: different... foot. foot. <laughs> foot. A...
0: Any even with that, like who you gonna let feet be near your face except for your kid and when you was little, maybe your brother or your sister.
1: I'm not a famous artist making millions, so nobody. <laughs> uh, nobody but you, if you didn't uh, you're you gonna wake up with feet near your face as soon as you got a baby you, you will
0: wake up with a foot in your mouth it's gonna be near your head no see
1: going- i'm not making millions but but i can tell you right now if you flashing me in front of the right person toes and everything be in their face i guarantee you that <laughs> i guarantee you that but the point i'm making is that i don't think they were co-workers come on you don't really think they were co-workers i get you gotta tell me
0: it's so on. many groups that you hear about that it wasn't all that you thought it was. And they had stayed together for a while and it just wasn't what we thought it was behind the scene. Okay. Beyonce told Fair to, you know, she, we can send your luggage. Like she, you know, she didn't stay as long as they did, but it wasn't all dreams behind
1: the scene. I feel you, but I still, do you think those people portray it to be something more than just coworkers, even though it's not? Because yes. they, they no not see those group name a group that see you see that's why okay. I love podcasts with people that know how to podcast so okay. name a group <laughs> that that seemed like this and was just like damn they weren't close at all you can't give me one and then I'm not saying don't throw in when they fell out over money when they fell okay. out over j- just straight up like you hear later like nah we weren't close okay.
0: Kind it of think because like Drew Hill met each other through school, so that that doesn't work.
1: And since Casey and JoJo are re-
0: related, so I can't say them. I don't know who else was in the group
1: Boys the Men, Jagged Edge. No, they
0: well, Boys the Men didn't know each other, but eventually
1: they did become friends. Jagged so, Edge, uh, Casey and JoJo, they brought
0: they brothers, I like guess, two brothers and Jagged Edge. So it's two sets of brothers
1: that don't count. That's a built-in friend. We can go the brothers versus the brothers. They all four of them became brothers, though. Correct?
0: I don't know too much about them. I can't speak on them. Oh, I can't speak on. I don't know anything about their backstory because maybe somebody should BT make that story because I don't even be knowing about that.
1: That's a fact. I just I just don't like for.
0: They do put a lot of groups together. Like there's a lot of groups that get thrown together and they just tolerate each other like it happens all it uh, happens a lot in Hollywood because they'll take two people that don't know each other they put them together and then it usually ends up falling out because they were never friends to begin with that's
1: what it was money I would say money over that but I I, I, re- I respect that I respect it I just but
0: but if gone. you truly are friends are you gonna like are you gonna really fuck over your
1: friend like that but I seen money do some crazy things. I seen money not even on that scale do some crazy things. And when you see, this is the problem when you say fuck over that I have. Okay. I think there's a lot of people that would do it, but it would have to be in the way where they didn't know that that person did it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, like, like let's use this. Let's use the whole um, NWA, right? Got you. Easy really didn't. Easy just knew he was being praised.
0: Mm -hmm. He didn't know
1: his bros was getting towed up at the same time. I think there are a lot of people that may even I mean, when it got too late, yeah, but at the very beginning when there was a separate uh, when it got late, Ice Cube if Ice Cube did not peep game, he would have followed suit the same way everybody else did after Ice Cube peep game. Yeah, I mean, to an extent,
0: I think that Yes, when you're looking at the stories being told, no one wants to be a bad guy. I, sometimes I do think that people know more than they letting on, but they making money. I'm not gonna say that just because somebody is your friend ain't gonna fuck you over because loyalty is a bitch. Like people can respect you and don't have any loyalty at all. Like if somebody come in there, they're gonna be like, we've seen families fall out. But what I'm saying is if that you truly are an upstanding, respectable person and this person is somebody that you truly care about, you're not going to walk away that easy. It's a lot easier to walk away and to kind of like fuck over somebody that you really didn't fuck with. Just because you family don't mean I
1: really fuck with you. I agree. I, 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 I've i just, I've seen situations where people that I thought were super solid and thank God it happened to me. They did things that weren't able to be traced back to them, but I peeped it you so when you out. so when you say fuck over i would have to say did they did the person who got fucked over no it was that person who did it money changes a lot of things yo money ch- and let's not talk about the thousands i could put a $500 check in front of that some of true. the closest people you know right now and a lot of things going to change quick you understand what i'm saying so i'm not going down that road i could put a hundred i could put, let's take five i could put a hundred thousand in front of a lot of people right now and their minds will be blown and every piece of loyalty they had is no, done
0: no that's what the squid games was i mean you don't even have to put money it's just the potential of money for sure i mean if you i mean i agree with you get you that that's the, that's a good point because to be totally honest with you even the potential of money Will turn people against you. They yeah. don't even have the shit in their hand, and they will be start. They will start to stab you in your back. And trust me, I had that situation happen. <laughs> trust me.
1: I'm like, and I'm like, this ain't even the big check yet. And you doing like this is the woof. Been down that road. Been down that. Road. And, and 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 you know what it is. The money part. I've learned this in this free game. When you come into money situations with people, show them the number, not the money, but the numbers early. Because they'll show their true colors after that.
0: That is that that is true. That is very very true. You have to be very open and honest. I think that's what happened with Joe Button. Even though yeah. that, I mean, I guess that's a good situation where we thought that they were close, but then it come to find out they really weren't that close.
1: I would disagree. Oh, wholeheartedly. I think they had to say they weren't that close to justify. Joe Button had to say that to justify how it went. If you ask me personally, I think that if i had to guess this is a wild okay. guess they created something it was about bros bromance having fun mm-hmm. as it grew i can see rory, rory and Maul saying like hey we know this is yours just keep us in the loop because we helped you build it mm-hmm. somebody as egotistical as joe button even though the podcast is great was probably telling them like nah man we built this together but up here Let's just look at the name. It's the Joe Button podcast. So as the money grew, they're probably like, "Hey, look, man. You know, it's your platform, but just leave us in the know a little bit more. We see a lot of things happening. Just let us know. Don't give us no money. Don't pay us. Can we just know how the money's being moved? It's mine, because if you put the right check. T- Remember that that partnership with uh Patreon was on the way. Mm-hmm. It had to be on the way. That that um uh. What was it? It wasn't a cash They already had cash app? I can't remember the other deals they were making, but the moves they were making between an- another big uh a- a a sponsorship. Platform. But mm-hmm. the Patreon thing was on the way. If I'm not mistaken, the Patreon thing happened before they left.
0: It did. I think what really fucked them over was Spotify. The fact that Joe Budden made that decision and he didn't consult them. I think that's what did it. It was like, you didn't, and he was talking, like he had talked to them and everybody knew. And when it pushed come to shove, when they finally could get it from underneath of it, it was like, we, he didn't talk to us. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to say no yeah. or yes. I think that's what started to break down that podcast, but even Rory and Maul just kind of discussed that they weren't as close as people thought they were like they were close but i guess the relationship was kind of eroded a little bit because of the things that joe had like done in the past like it was a it was a pattern oh and they but, just kind of stayed
1: but agree but i think your point is super valid but like that it, it corroded over time it wasn't like They did all that, put on his front, and they were never close.
0: But did they ever really know Joe? That's the question. Because Joe always had that boundary up. They were never close. He knew where this was going to go. He knew they were replaceable. On that first season, when they had Charlemagne on, he said, he is going to get rid of you. And they laughed. And Joe was like, you know me so well. They never knew
1: Joe. But they just thought they did. I will argue the fact that he's able to do that in front of you. You didn't want to know, Joe. You knew him. You. That is true. If we shot this every week for the next year, mm-hmm. in-person Zoom or whatever, there are certain things you will learn how I am. Without me even saying anything, I will learn about how you are. Being in an intimate setting as far as working together like that, if you got level two common sense or level two people skills, Joe button is the same person. He perce- he shows himself to be on everything. Now I got to give dude his credit. He built something It's great. It's gone. When yes. Joe button put ice and ish in their, in their place, when they were still working things out, that's the second I knew like, Oh, they never on paper, They've never took ownership of their little part, even if it was like a 70, 30 and 15 and mm-hmm. 15. When he did that, I realized like, oh, w- w- whatever matters, they never put their name on it because they trusted the friendship. You get what I'm saying? No,
0: I agree with you 100 percent. And they they didn't want to know Joe, but Joe also didn't show them he tried to hide who he really was. That mm-hmm. people do that all the time when they say, oh no, we're, we're friends. We don't need, you don't need to sign anything because we're just friends, so we're yeah, friends. So then they, it, he was like making sure they were not on edge. He kept doing that. They have people that are master manipulators that can manipulate the fuck out of you without you even knowing. So no, they didn't want to know who Joe was. But when you have a friendship like that where everybody's playing a, a role but not really showing you who they are, you don't really know each other. So when I say, oh, there are there groups that didn't know each other? There's a lot of, there's a lot of people now listening to this fucking podcast right now realize, I don't know my oh, best friend at all. Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, look, I'm telling you, all you gotta do is play the lottery together. Play the lottery <laughs> together. Them, them, them feelings are change. And you know, the crazy part is, it's always the people that probably wasn't born around money where money can change up the way you see every single thing. I'm like, man, but- I think Roy and Maul's creativity is coming out in a much doper way with their, with their new, pod. I agree. I'm
0: gonna be I, honest agree.
1: I can't listen to the, their pods all the way through. I also agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's good though. What they do, you know? How like you, you may not listen to the whole thing, but you know, it's good though but I just can't I like the creativity it's not
0: for me I think I think that's what it is it's just not for me I think it's for somebody it's just not necessarily for me I think they're really creative I think they should do skits more so than a podcast because I think the skits is what people really were like this is dope they should just create a scripted series and just run with it I think that's what Rory and Maul should have did and I think that would be really fucking dope
1: but that 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 pride that pride at pride, excuse. I know you hear my dog. Excuse my dog, but uh, it's fine. That,
0: I have a dog and my dog is
1: asleep Yeah, but the, I think the pride of them or make he's going off. I think the you pride, got a little dog, don't you? Yes. And as soon as That's the door why. open, as soon as the door open, he runs. But I think Rory and Maul's pride is going to make them keep doing the pie just to show that their pie can be successful versus going to the skits. Like, and I understand it. I've been in a position where it was like, hey, things went left are we all going to do the same thing next just to prove that who was better? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it was like, Hey,
0: I'm laughing because it's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's what, that's what what happens. Like, Hey, let's all do the same thing to see who really, who really, I'm like, no, we were together because we saw value in all of us doing this. And then oddly enough with their thing, I think Joe button, this is going to sound so crazy. I think that opened up the door for him to get to another audience. Crazy enough. Like, I think some doors shut off, but I okay. think the way he, I shouldn't, if you, I'm a person that looks at everything, the whole entire product, right? Mm-hmm. Not only the conversations, but even the production down to how they shoot it now with the, the, how they clip it out, how they do, how they do the uh, subjects at the bottom, the way Parks is way more personalized now. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to open the door to a certain crowd. If you met their podcast today, it will expand like wow
0: old, older people old yeah. people
1: yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. i, it's,
0: think I it's... feel like the pod did age i felt yes. like it aged and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing joe Budden is the king of black podcast i say yeah. that all the time for sure. It's no knock on him but i think now the pod is everybody like over 40
1: yeah, you know so yeah. i think it's
0: a older pod now and older people like podcasts.
1: for sure, like, sure. <laughs> See, what but then th- as soon as that catches that niche, it's going to, it's going to grow like wildfire because even when they talk and they talk from like a, <laughs> like your uncle that said he knew everything that he was talking about in life. <laughs> right. And you just ain't listening. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, yeah, bro. cause I, I'm going to be honest. With you, I can do his clips, but I could I can't do the whole thing because it's a little too much better seasoning in it for me. They're a little too seasoned okay. sometimes. And, <laughs> and those dudes are scared to get fired. That's the last part. They their their personalities are way you more. Think alike. so, huh?
0: I don't think so. I think that it's to me it's different. I think Rory and Maul knew deep down that this was could potentially lead to a firing.
1: Mm-hmm. To
0: me, I feel like and I get them mixed up all the time. Is Ice the light skin one?
1: You asked was that, that Ish? Person.
0: Okay, <laughs> I think it, it no. Ish is, is the is, light skin no. one.
1: Ice is the light skinned one. Ish is the brown skin one. Okay.
0: So the light skinned looking one to at me... it
1: to the left is ish. Ice is to the right, looking at it straight on. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the ice, I feel like he because he is a friend of Joe. I feel like he, especially when this whole thing went down, he actually went after Joe in a way that I'd oh never God. seen Rory and Maul. Oh <laughs> never seen Rory and Maul do. So I think that he didn't. Ish on the other hand, mm, yeah. he might be a little afraid, yeah. but I, I don't think that ISIS, I think that they're closer friends. I think that's why the pod still worked. And Joe, to his credit, if we're being honest, Joe won. He did you at that at the end of the day, you saw who was the better podcaster, and yeah. clearly it's Joe. Like Joe yeah. Budden could have any two people sitting next to him, and it would still work for sure. Even when he was working things out, it it still worked even without Rory and Maul. So I think Joe won, but I think a lot of people follow Rory and Maul because it was young. If you're a younger person, you're going to want to listen to a younger perspective and not necessarily from an older perspective. And I think
1: that's why it just shifted a little bit, but it is what it is. It is. And before we close out, I do got to say this about them. I think that Rory and Maul, the freedom that they have without Joe, because Joe seems like the type is, is creative as he is, you're not gonna get too creative outside my box. Like, be creative, True. but don't jump outside my box too far. So, <laughs> Rory and Mauls new creativity with no limitation is cool. I just think, I just think that they know that the end game may not be a pod. Gotcha. It, it may be in there, but elevating to the skits, to the visits, that that whole interviewing type vibe may take off, but you know, we'll shoot an episode every other week just to make sure y'all know we still talking about the, re- you know what I mean? Cause that goes back to that celebrity privilege that we was talking about earlier. They have that the privilege true. of not dropping that much. You know what I'm saying? That
0: is true. Does they already have the building audience? Look
1: at you. You see, he didn't he part it right. He didn't took
0: it back full 360. Do
1: a little something. You
0: feel me? <laughs> see? I yeah, like yeah. it.
1: But before we close out, man, it, first of all, I didn't get to say this out loud and I hope people get to hear this. That pod fest was super dope. I don't know the ins and outs, but I can only imagine major, major, major salute to that. Because being being a podcaster myself, I know how hard it is, and the way you coordinate that, and in the and in the, in the, the uh, logistics, and just the way it flowed, I was like, yo, that's what's up. Major salute, super super dope shit on that for real.
0: I'm happy to hear that, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that you, you enjoyed that. It was a labor of love. Like I said, I have a very small team. So mm-hmm. being able to reach out with WRDR, with sponsoring and, and the Mellon app with sponsoring. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate everybody that was a part of it. Everybody that watched, everybody who had a session. So it was free. Eventually what we wanna do is make it in person because that was virtual, maybe a For virtual sure. and in person within the next couple of years, because this is something that I think everybody should be able to do. Everybody deserves to have a voice. And that's why we called it. Your voice is your key. Now unlock some ish, because if you use your voice, it will unlock doors for you, whether you know it or not. It is not about who you know, it is about who knows you. And someone told me that, and that was some of the most valuable information I have ever gotten in my entire life. So that's why we wanted people to unlock doors.
1: I'm we really, ain't, we need to say no more. Hey, man, millennials versus the world. Appreciate you coming on. Major salute, queen. Y'all know we coming back with the vibes, man. We out. Pause by MWE talking.